from Taryn and Justin Talks Sequels, blah, blah, blah. Um, when we talked the John Wick 2 and 3, and you said you hadn't watched John Wick 4 yet, I said to pay attention to the beginning because it informs the ending. That was my review. So you watched the movie, I'm assuming. I watched it. And at the beginning, a doctor repairs John Wick's wounds. John Wick is not dead. Spoiler alert. Do you think he's dead? No way is he dead. Because one, the camera was really far back when he died. Two, you never saw anything beyond that. And they just want you to believe it when it comes to the tombstones. And three, there's no way a franchise ends their series when the latest movie makes more money than the last. Not only is John Wick not dead, and I'm really shocked that I haven't seen this on the internet, and that's why I want this out there, because we, here at Aaron and Justin Talk Sequels, have definitive proof. Our compound. Definitive. In Colorado. That John Wick is alive. And where do we get this definitive proof? From the beginning of the movie. What happens? John shoots up some people. I forget who. And I just saw this movie, and I cannot remember it. I like it, but... (laughs) The plot is pretty fine. Yeah. So a doctor has to patch him up to fix his gunshot or stab wound from whatever fight he got in at the beginning of the movie. The way This is the way John Wick 4 begins. He's punching a board with a rope on it and his hand's all bloody. Lawrence Fishburne enters screaming some bullshit like he's Hamlet and then yeah. gives John a suit. John says, yeah, you know, because he's ready or whatever. And then they immediately cut to him in the desert, shooting down some people on horseback. And then he kills the head of the, the high table in the desert. And then the movie moves on. The doctor thing you're talking about did happen in the last one, remember? Like, he went to that doctor and that guy, and then he had to, like, shoot him in the stomach. And he had to, like, shoot him in the in the shoulder or whatever, because it, it would make him look like he didn't want to help him. That was the beginning of three? Maybe I just watched them together and they bled together. I think you may have. Wow, I can't believe I screwed that up. Anyway, so in that scene, he tells John exactly where to shoot him so he does not die. You are absolutely right. Now that you say that, I remember. And these are the exact places that John and Donnie shoot each other at the end of four. And the final shot is just another one of those places. And so, yeah, John Wick was fine because they were respecting each other. I just think it's bizarre that Ian McShane, Winston, and Lawrence Fishburne, they're talking about him like they believe him to be dead. But they seem to be smarter than that. That's out of character for them just to fool the audience. I don't appreciate that. Well, no. At that point, they were talking about how John Wick had to die so John Wick could live. Like, they were talking about the different aspects of him. But why would they go visit the gravesite? Because they were paying homage to John Wick the killer. This is all for to make the audience believe it. That's all I'm saying. And that's why it's just out of character. I mean, you, it's it's teetering. Yeah. It's teetering. So yeah, John's dead. It's supposed to be a metaphor. Yeah, sure. For there was no way that he was ever going to win is the message. Holy cow, is this movie just out there compared to the other three? Like they went for for broke on this one. Spare no expense. And it was still only a hundred million. Just quick thoughts off the top. I enjoyed this one more than the other two sequels. Like I think this was way more fun than two and three combined yes i was and i was amazed at the locations they shot in for this i was just like how did they get permission to do that you know everything around (laughs) paris 
and and when they were in Osaka or wherever they were in Japan, it seemed pretty authentic Japan to me. I don't know. Oh, that part was great. I can't believe they treat Kiyoto like this. How many fight scenes do they got to teach this guy? It's just incredible how much they put into this movie for a fourth installment. We're living in that world now. And it makes me sad, like the thought of how can he keep such dance moves choreographed in his head at all times? And he's like, there's not much else in there. Yeah, but he's also like, I don't really have to remember any dialogue. Because we talked about word count yeah. last episode, right? Yeah. He, I feel like he said less in this movie than the other two. But by this movie, it's also become a comedy in its way of how little he will say. Like, people are expecting him just to say, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're waiting for it. It's like his catchphrase almost. Uh, he had 103 lines compromising 380 words in a three-hour movie. But that's my gripe about the thing is that it's too damn long. Look, it was cool to see him fall down the stairway, but I didn't need to see him fight his way back up for the third time. It's just an extra 10 minutes you could have cut out of the movie, I think. That scene was so amazing. Yeah, it was great, but it went on too long. And then I was down, then I got bored. Yeah, but do you know how long The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly was? We talked about that. We said it was too long. (laughs) It was 160. Well, I want to get back to the reason I picked John Wick. John Wick is how many minutes? 170 minutes and the good the bad and the ugly is 161 but i wanted to do john wick to talk about the modern version of a western Mm -hmm. this movie especially i mean there is a goddamn gunfight at what time did they do the gunfight at i remember they specifically picked a time oh yeah Uh, sunrise what's his butt in here sarsgaard yeah he's a good villain though I, i enjoyed him he's so good Skarsgård is great. I think it's just, I think the K is silent, I believe. I think it's Sarsgard. Oh, Sars, oh, sorry. But Sarsgard I could be wrong. Is what That's I just the way I think I've heard it. And it, and it, when I see it, it makes sense to me that you don't say the K. But I could be wrong, so don't take that. I wasn't even thinking of him. I was thinking of Clancy Brown. Oh, yeah, Clancy Brown. <laughs> Mr. Crab himself, Clancy Brown. <sighs> no, the bad guy from There Could Be Only One. Yeah, right. From uh, Highlander, of course. But I just Highlander. know him when I found out years ago that he does Mr. Crab on SpongeBob SquarePants. And I was like, okay, well, that's pretty funny. Who would have thought? Clancy Brown, the guy from uh, Highlander, is what I thought at that time. He's <laughs> clearly amazing. But that's the fun thing about these movies as well, is that they bring back some of those character actors that you haven't really seen a lot. You know who's going to be in the next one? I'm going to put it down right now. Uh, Brian Cranston. He just seems like somebody that they would rope into this world. Oh, God, I think he'd be good in it. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do. But Brian Cranston with hair, just to be clear. But can I say something about Brian Cranston? Can he and Aaron Paul stop doing commercials as the people from Breaking Bad? I think I just saw one last week, and it was for fucking Doritos or some shit. And he's wearing the stupid pork pie hat again, and they're pretending they're in the desert. It's probably all green screen, and there's some idiot chewing on some Doritos. I just was like, I'm like, really? They're cooking the Doritos. It doesn't matter. Come They're on. the ones who are making these dope-ass dig- flavors. Have a little dignity for how good your show was. You know what I mean? And let it go. They actually commented that they think that might be the last time he plays Heisenberg. Oh, really? That's the last one? Yeah. No, it's not. Because the fucking Oscars are going to call in 10 years from now, and then and Billy Crystal's corpse is going to come back and, hi- and host it. And he wants to do something <laughs> funny, so they're going to bring in the Breaking Bad guys. So. Is Billy Crystal dead? No, but he will be in 10 years. <laughs> Why? Why are you saying that about Billy Crystal? He's only 
How old is Billy Crystal? He's Don't not be old. too but old. Let me Billy tell you Crystal. something. Everyone, this is just. He's I'm only 75. About, yeah, he's not, not going to make it. <laughs> everyone, I, I'm not talking about family and friends. I'm not talking about people that are the same. I'm just literally talking right now about the entertainment industry where I had a, a realization this decade when it turned into the 2020s that everything that is that we've ever enjoyed throughout the 20th century, they're not making it out of this decade. I don't want to think about it. I know, but it's sad. But th- these are like the people that made the entertainment industry, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I know people might say like, well, you had all the guys from the 40s and 50s. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as like the best entertainment, that's like Spielberg stuff and, and all that and Scorsese and all those guys. They might make it out of this decade, but like Jack Nicholson, I mean, that guy's... He's 80-something right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just had that realization. I was like, wow, this is it. Like, I just, when we were kids, like, you just never thought it would end. They were just always going to be around. We have to get to that point. They downloaded Jack Nicholson today. The country mourns his passing. It'll take approximately six months for digital John Jack Nicholson to reawaken. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, John Wick. <laughs> Movie was good. Donnie Yen. We need to settle this right now. Yeah. Is Donnie Yen blind? <laughs> He wasn't blind in um, uh, Sword of Destiny, Crouching Tiger, the sequel that we watched. I guess we covered him last time. Uh, he made this movie a lot better, so I was happy with that, his inclusion. As a blind assassin, that was a very nice touch. But, I mean, is it, the whole thing was just super impractical. It was really corny. I love him. Yeah, he's awesome, and I really like him. And I like the other guy that uh, that played the uh, Osaka. Um, yes! Um, I know exactly who that guy is. I, I can't remember him. Was, he was in the Wolverine, Wolverine sequel to Wolverine Origins. Okay, don't fault me that James Man. I didn't realize James Mangold directed that one, and so like he did two Wolverine movies, and yep. I just didn't know. And I remember there was talk of Darren Aronofsky, I think, directing the Wolverine at first. Wouldn't that have been weird? Isn't it weird that he's in talks to direct anything yeah, ever? I know. Because he's, he's not, awful he's and like I hate him? He's not go-to guy anymore. He's just not the young, new guy anymore, you know? So I don't really hear about him unless he's doing Brooke his own weird had thing. to watch The Whale separately from yeah. me in the bedroom because I just will not, ever since Requiem for a Dream, I have not watched one and I will never do it again. See, Black Swan was suitably... Uh, anxiety inducing but it wasn't depressing in that way so that was fine and then the wrestler i really liked with mickey Rourke, like that was good he did the fountain didn't he yeah and i remember liking the fountain too even though it made no goddamn sense but i do i liked that it was out there and that it was something he was trying to do but that but because of that movie and he knew and he was friends with jackman that's why he was up for the wolverine and i think that was something they were working on but it also might have just been stunt directing kind of thing where fans thought it would be cool if he did that because i remember after he did pie maybe or even requiem for a dream they wanted he was he was going to do the batman movie right he was going to do it and that's nuts and it never happened and then came along the guy that did memento because they were kind of like competing they kind of had a similar uh filmography i thought early 2000s no nolan and aronofsky but aronofsky's stuck with the indie thing whereas nolan's definitely gone epic blockbuster speaking of wolverine have you seen his yellow costume for deadpool 3 yeah i've seen little pictures on youtube and stuff it's pretty fun yeah i think they're gonna have fun with it um considering that they're battling in front of the fox uh fox studios logo Have you noticed? They might have too much fun with it. A giant crashed Fox Studios logo is in the ground. I didn't see that. Yeah. Are they going to bring back, what's his name, is Cable? Because I thought he was pretty good. I don't think he's going to be in. I think Colossus will be in. The whole point 
is that they were never going to let him near an A-list X-Man. Right. You remember that episode of Deadpool 2 where they're all, he's in the fucking mansion and they're all hiding in a room so that they don't have to interact with him? That's, it's a weird franchise, but I do like Ryan Reynolds. I'm, I'm along for the ride. Anyway, John Wick. Anyway, John um, Wick. Donnie, oh yeah, so, but it's just so weird that Donnie. he's played a blind person at least twice. What was the other one? And, uh, Rogue One. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't remember that movie. You don't remember that he was blind in Rogue One? No, I don't, but that is funny. That's why you asked. I didn't know that. <laughs> I thought you were just asking if he's, because he was so good as a blind man that you thought, is he blind one because of John McFour? I didn't know he was blind in that movie too. <laughs> Here's an article real quick. Is Donnie Yen blind in real life after John Wick 4 in Rogue One? Maybe he is. Uh, I'm reading this article real quick, and it's probably not going to... It's probably just going to say no. He, Yeah, he's not blind or visually impaired. What about those articles that you want to want the answer to something because it's in the headline? And then you click on the article, and it gives you, like, a bolded question almost. And then they talk about the question they asked. And then it asks, like, another question. And you got to get to the whole bottom of it before it even answers a simple question. And it's usually something like that. Like, yeah. So, No. <laughs> God, these fucking... That's exactly things. what that article was. Can't Very clickbaity article. So John Wick. John Wick. What happens in this one? Let's just throw it out there. So John Wick is out for revenge against the high table. Yes. He goes and he kills the guy in the desert who's supposed to be above the table. Whatever that means. Was that the same guy that he talked to in 3? No. He was fired, that guy. And he was replaced by this guy. I... I'm assuming because of all the stuff that John did in 3. You know what they should have done for him then? They probably should have given him a little better security. <laughs> you would think. Because he showed up to the guy in 3 and it seemed like it was... Even though it was just still tense, you know, because they're in the desert apparently. That's how all people live in the Middle East. But even that looked like a little more secure. He shows up to this guy and he's all by himself. And he doesn't even have a tent. Didn't even have a tent, this guy in the desert. He needs to get a better compound. My thing is, is like John Wick had to wander to the desert and then they would basically pick him up. Yes. Did he do that or did he just, did they not move and he remembered where the spot was? I think they moved and he somehow ended up chasing these guys on horseback and they let him right to him. It doesn't matter. It, it looked great. I thought I liked the desert juxtaposed with his black suit and black horse. It was quite a catching or eye-catching scene to open with after the initial bullshit that whatever, uh, what's his name, Neo or uh, Morpheus was spewing. I'm like, just... And then he had, like, almost nothing to do with the movie, and it made it sound like Lawrence Fishburne was, and him were going to be partners at the end of 3. You're pissed off, right? You want revenge? Yeah. And then he shows up and hands him his dry cleaning. And that's, like, all you see of Lawrence Fishburne for, like, the next two hours. That's all he wants to do is be I guess the so. underground... Yeah. Lawrence Fishburne in the John Wick movies is like um, Ving Rhames in the Mission Impossible films. Getting a little long in the tooth, can't be doing the same thing as he used to do in the 90s when he was a big bad Pulp Fiction kind of guy. So we're just going to have you sit behind this table and talk to Ethan Hunt for a little bit and hand him maybe some device and then you'll go out of your way. <laughs> Did he really do anything in the first one though? Did he? He was, I mean, that he was, was, he was there. He was there, you know, he'd walk around. He was still sitting at a desk. But that's the thing about Ving Rhames in the later uh, movies. He doesn't really walk around at all. Like, he doesn't do anything but sit. Yeah. I don't know if he yeah. can walk. And I love I Ving Rhames. I love Ving Rhames. I don't want to yeah. talk bad about him. But I do feel like he's just one of those old dudes now that they just pull out as a character actor. Is Tom Cruise aging better than him? I would say yes. Like, we need, we'd have to look at a photo of each of them at their respective ages. Anyway. Uh, so, John kills that guy. Comes back to New York. 
Does he come back to New York? High table's mad. They, I don't know. They hire a guy. The high table hires a guy. What's his name? Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Skaz. It might be Skarsgård. Sarsgard. Sarsgard. Yeah, that's what I think. There we go. Had to had to get it into place. Yep. So Sarsgard is empowered by the high table to do whatever the fuck he wants. Okay, so there's the high table. This is what I didn't understand. There's the high table, and then there's the marquee. Is that what they're... This guy? So he's, like, working for the high table? He's, like, their mafia or something? Is it, That's what it made it feel like? Is that what this is? Like, I don't know what a marquee is, but he's just... I don't know. That's just what they called him. Because they all have yeah, their own symbol. Yeah. It's like there's some offshoot of the high table when things get really bad. Which apparently wasn't bad enough in two and three, but now is bad. It's always surprising to me, or funny to me, when we watch a new John Wick movie, and there's always somebody above <laughs> who is the bad guy was in the last one. Well, I was like, well, where were they in the first two movies? Yeah. So this guy is empowered to do whatever the fuck he wants, mm. and the first thing he really does is he blows up the New York Continental, which is like, how dare you? Well, he takes it out on Winston because Winston didn't kill John. Uh, like he's supposed to. So then he kills his his uh, his concierge. I mean, I'm assuming that when they were shooting, this guy knew that he didn't have much time left. Yeah, because he died, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. And the movie, I believe, is dedicated to him. Like Lance Riddick. Yeah, and again, great actor. He was awesome. Yeah, he was great. He was good. I'm glad he was able to kick ass in the third movie, you know? So anyway, they kill him off, and it's a shitty ending, but it's an ending. So Winston's depowered. Yeah, Winston is depowered. Yeah, John yeah, goes to John Japan. Goes and how do you feel about John? This is a lack of good writing, just because uh, what are you going to do with him? Like he, But he knows anywhere he goes, he's going to cause trouble for the people that he's talking to. But he still does it, you know? So he goes to the Osaka Continental in Japan, even though he knows that they're going to follow him there, the, the Marquis, these people that have been tasked with killing John because the other people tasked with killing John were not successful. And of course they come and have to blow up the Osaka place, you know? So the Marquis would have never caught on to that if he hadn't gotten Donnie Yen's cane into his service. When did John have his finger cut off? Last movie, when John was forgiven in three, he was basically becoming an indentured servant servant to the high table. And he was going to have to do whatever they wanted forever. And that's why at the end of three, he was just like, you know what? No, no, this isn't going to happen. And he doesn't kill Winston and they fight back. Right. And Winston betrays him. But Kane is the same concept, but he's actually going through with it. So he's an indentured servant to the high table. They have to do whatever. He has to do whatever they want. And they will kill his daughter if he doesn't. And so he's also missing a finger, if you noticed. And so with Kane's help, they're because Kane is friends with John. He tells them everything. He tells them he's probably in Osaka, and they go there. Yeah, it's kind of like that thing. Well, I I know him so well that I know what his next movie yeah. is. Yeah, this part's I mean not bad. It's fine, but it's the only part of the movie that feels like just a little than Mister Nobody. Yeah, I don't I don't know. They just want he's some sort of comic relief. But he's also kind of an audience surrogate, maybe. In a way, he's your average American. But he's also an assassin. Or he doesn't want to be assassin. Well, like, he goes throughout the movie. But there's not much for him to do. Hunting John Wick. And he can kill him multiple times, but he won't. It's like he's protecting him, and it's weird. 
Well, he the the price of it is not high enough. He was only fifteen million, but he wanted fifty million. That's what his little book said. So he'd cross. He had he had like numerous numbers on his little journal, and it went all the way to fifty million. And then when he got the call that it was like now fifteen million or whatever it was, he would cross off fifteen million. But he still had. 20 25 30 35 all the way to 50 to go so it was all about the money for him Um, if john was expensive enough then he would or worth enough then he would kill him okay so he's just waiting yeah and he's protecting and he's helping him because he doesn't want anybody else to kill him and he wants the price to go up okay i guess that makes sense exactly i didn't totally make sense it's just that he was really only there to help john out of tight spots it was weird but also, can I just add, yeah. it's important for this movie to have a dog in every one of the films. So that's what he was there for. It wasn't important until What's-Her-Butt's dogs were so badass in part three. But he had it, but there, there's just a dog in every movie. There's a dog, the reason yeah, he there is always the first, a dog. he has a dog yes. in the second, her badass dog's in the third, this guy's badass dog in the fourth. So, yeah, it's just a running gag. Yeah. What are they going to do next? That's what I want to see. I want to see somebody with a little teacup, a little poodle. But it's also a badass. That's what I want to see in the fifth one. Concierge of the Japanese Continental, or the Osaka Osaka? Continental. Her name's Akira, which is awesome. She's cool. She's pissed that her dad is housing John. She knows it's going to be trouble. And it is. Everybody gets killed, including her dad. She survives. Because Kane, Donnie Yen's character, kills her father, who he's also friends with. But he doesn't want to kill him, but the guy just keeps fighting back because they have honor. Then she wants to kill Donnie Yen, but he's like, no, 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 just wait. You're injured. I'll be waiting for you someday. Which is adorable. They, they did this in three at the end fight scene at the Continental, but they continued it here where the High Table's army. They just make it so hard to kill the bad guy now. It gives you some anxiety just because they all have bulletproof clothes on. And they're always having to find a freaking angle to shoot the gun into. This movie uh, made John into a superhero even more than Third did. See, John Wick franchise started with him being kind of realistic. They would pay attention to how many bullets he had left in the gun. They would show him reload all the time. They really stuck to that. But they've gone away from that more and more as the movies have progressed. And this one is just beyond the pale. He's firing 50 100 bullets out of the same gun they don't really care anymore to show him reloading that often and he's surviving falls and and getting hit by cars i mean he never breaks any bone it's just he's a superhero now i i'm assuming i covered this in the last episode i find it so fun that we travel with john wick in this time where he meets all of these people and he is loved by everyone yeah we never have seen john work Gang. No. He used to be a hitman. He used to kill people for money. And in doing so, he became so respected across <laughs> yeah. the underworld that everyone will go out of their way to yeah. die for him. I think we'll see that prequel movie someday. It'll be it'll star the new hot actor that sort of looks like Keanu Reeves. This just popped into my head. When they start cloning actors, Keanu Reeves would be one where everybody would be like, if they cloned G- George Clooney... I think people would be like, ew, that's in poor taste. Don't do that. But if they cloned Keanu Reeves, I think people would be kind of okay with it. It's like, oh, there's the the Keanu clone is going to be in a John Wick prequel. Oh, isn't that cute? I love that little clown. Well, the clones nowadays are all, are all the star's children. Huh. Those are the clones. Huh. Like, what's Uma Thurman's daughter, for God's sakes? Hey. It's like Tarantino put her in his movie. I love her. Uh, she's she, fine. She I got nothing wrong with her. Good nepotism Tarantino there. Tarantino and Uma Thurman, they were like, 
it was his muse. And now she's aged out of that role. So then he grabs her daughter. And now he's putting her in his movies. I'm like, what? This is bizarre. John Wick. What else is there to say? John he's alive. There's not much plot to this movie. They're after him and he's trying to survive. And yet again, he's trying to come up with a way or people kind of hand him ways that he can get back into the good graces. But the funny thing to me is like at this point, four movies on, is his life to him that important to survive that he has killed hundreds of people and multiple friends? Like even he's got to say like, I'm not that important, am I? I have to survive, and it doesn't matter who I have to kill for my own survival. Why? To do what? What is he going to do with his life after after he's killed these hundreds of people and led the death of all of his friends? Yeah, because he doesn't have a home. No. Like, it's all gone. And he's just a depressed dude. He misses his wife. It's been less than a year. This really felt like a suicide run. Yeah. How many people has he killed? And they all had families in one way or another, I'm sure. I want to circle back to something you just said because I've never thought of it. People put a lot of the ideas in his head to make these movies move forward. Winston is working his ass off trying to help John. And John's yeah. like, that's a good idea. I think I'll, yeah, I'll do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Winston tells John that he should fucking challenge the high table to a fucking duel it's an old-fashioned rule that we had that everybody knows about because oh, i guess yeah. they had like do they have like a seminar when you join and they just go over everything so when you sit at that table you know what to do with all of those tarot cards in front of you where do they learn all that do you know what i'm really scared of the continental prequel that is going to be out is going to have some of that winky stuff winston watches somebody do a duel and he's like oh that's how I know about it. You know, like yeah. a little... I, yeah. For my sake, I think they should. It would make me feel better about them being so knowledgeable. So real quick, let's summarize this movie real quick. Yeah, uh, I think we have. There's a duel. And that turns <laughs> into, uh, what is it called when they have to go on quest after quest after quest? No, a quest. It's a video game. Anyway, John has to go to Berlin to meet with his family that he left right, in, in part three one, right. to get back in and to do that he has to go and kill a guy and that was fun the, the big dude yeah he was that fun was, did a lot of high kicks it's very entertaining i mean the library scene will still be my favorite giant guy that he has to take yeah, down but this guy was good yeah the fat guy was pretty good because he's got because he can't where he his station in, in the guild the assassin guild or whatever he can't initiate the duel he needs his crest of a an important family that's really that's connected to it so that's why he's got to go back in to where he was raised and get them on his side again and then winston makes the duel happen once he does that because they're all part of crime families and all the crime families have a seat at the high table but then sarsgaard doesn't want to shoot so he nominates somebody to do it for him and of course that's kane down the character but the setup to the stair fight the most insane piece of filming of all time mm-hmm. the marquee doesn't want to fight John and he doesn't want John to even show up. Yeah. So he puts a $26 million bounty on him and then Mr. Nobody gets it up to 40. And I still don't think he, he's, he never takes him up on it because John saves his dog. John saves his dog. It's another dog related yeah. turn of events. The dog looks at him with his puppy dog eyes. Like when he was about to kill him, he saved my life, bro. You can't kill him now. And the, nobody's like, yeah, you're right. 
So we're just going to stand and watch. So he just goes and sits and watches the duel. Yeah. So, and I was fine with that. That's fun. I mean, that's a fun turn of events. I was like, all right. I love pieces of movie where it's honor. Yeah. So yeah, he fights off a billion bounty hunters walking up these stairs. Oh, so many people. I mean, the car thing around the Arc de Triomphe statue thingy, the famous thing in France. And I just don't, I don't know where the green screen ends and the practical shooting begins because you can't put actors in those situations with all those vehicles flying everywhere. Like, how did they shoot that? What did they really do? That what was just, what didn't? that was just in Mission Impossible. Was it? He does that. God, was it Fallout? Like it was, I just watched him in that fucking circle of cars nonsense. Why are they all there driving like crazy people? Oh, that's what I love about it is that I think, and we talked about this before, that I think the world knows about the assassins. So they know to just continue with whatever they're doing, you know, and the cops will never show up to collect the hundreds of bodies that are strewn across the staircase. Mm. The cops never show up. Does none of those neighbors be like, uh, 911, yeah, I heard a whole bunch of gunshots. I'm still hearing it. You might want to get somebody out there. But nobody oh, yeah, we're going. Them. Nobody ever yeah, yeah. But, like, the the guy, they're, they're, he's shooting and killing people in the head, left and right, but all the dancers are still dancing. And then everybody's getting hit out in France while they're driving around the car circle, or whatever the thing is called, and nobody's stopping. I don't remember. You watched this sooner than I did. We hold up pretty well with no civilians getting hurt. Because I feel like that's the rule that keeps the underground working is you can shoot up as many underground people as you want. But if you shoot a normie, you're going to be in trouble. All right. So where did the duel? So is there anything else? They Yeah, they have the duel. They have a plan. They shoot each other in harmless places. It looks like John had shot his final bullet. He had not. The Marquis all cocky. Because like John's almost dead because Donnie Yen's been shooting him. And then the Sarsgaard is like, whoa, whoa, whoa I want to kill him. So now I'm taking my place in the duel, so you don't have to do it anymore, Donnie. So he grabs the gun all cocky-like, but then Winston says, you arrogant ass or arrogant fool or arrogant prick, whatever he said, he didn't fire. And then that's when he realizes, like, oh, John never shot his gun. John kills him. I was like, oh, that's amazing. That was a really good ending. Yeah. So, yeah, they ship his body back. He's dead. They rebuilt the Continental. Uh, yeah, John Wick died. And the movie franchise is over. And also, he's not dead. Number four, and my fourth reason why he's not dead, is that they don't want to leave Donnie Yen, a cane, knowing that he killed John. Like, they wouldn't do that to him. Did you watch the last scene? Uh, so the girl okay. was coming back for revenge against Donnie Yen. Yeah. But like, who knows how that went down. I know, and I like that they leave it open at, like, a proper Western should. I, I was happy that they didn't show Keanu Reeves at the end. Yeah. Like, they might as well wait to the next movie before you show how he's alive again. I'm hopeful that they're strong enough filmmakers, storytellers, where they are doing a hard reset. That's what I liked about the film is that he corrected everything. Yeah. So he's back in his family. He's back in the graces of the Assassin Guild. I don't know what the situation was, but it feels like they have a lot of control over the franchise, over whether it continues or not. They obviously decided to have it continue. Well, he seems to really enjoy making them. As long as they know they're they're not making shit, I think they'll keep making them. So we've got two spinoffs coming. The Continental mm-hmm. with Mel Gibson. Really? Did you not know? Is it like a TV show? They are doing, other than the Mel Gibson thing, it's so set up well. It is a three episode special event is the way they're framing okay. it. So they're not, it's, they're not framing it like this is going to be a show or a series or anything. They're having just a fun 
prequel about Winston in the 70s. And Mel Gibson is Winston. And Mel Gibson is the big bad. I see. I don't... That's going to be hard. If you take all of the people we've disappeared over the years in the entertainment industry for all their crimes, quote-unquote, I guess he's one of the least. (laughs) No, he was one of the worst. He was... He was one of the first, but that, that makes him one of the worst. He was out before people got like we're in a time of extreme over political correctness about everything yes, of course he was out before that he was out <laughs> where everybody who was making the terrible jokes because he would say stupid things about jewish people that yes. he never apologized no, for i don't and think. i do and i i am a huge uh jewish uh defender and and i think they've gone oh, see that's funny i'm not no <laughs> no i just mean that like a lot of people know i know you're you're joking i know i just think a lot of people uh don't understand the history and what they've gone through as people and i find it to be one of the most ridiculous uh oh, rumors whatever that has persisted with people and their anti-semitic uh, views it's just out of control oh yeah that's a good point yeah okay Okay. So yeah, that's coming out and that should be good. And the John Wick franchise will continue into the future. I'm just trying to think if there's anything more interesting to say about John Wick. I was just disappointed in the length. It's just too long. <laughs> I just don't have that much time for these kind of movies. Like, remember when three-hour movies would come out and it was like an event? It was a, There was a reason for it? Like Titanic was three or whatever. You know what I mean? It was long. Yeah. And the Godfather 3 or whatever. Like, it just, there wasn't, not every movie was this. But now, like, every movie is this. Two hours should be a max. I remember back in the day, we're all <laughs> stuck in the past, man. <laughs> but like, even with the music industry, it was always your song is too long, your movie's too long. If you shorten it, we can show it more in theaters. We can have more showings per day if you cut out 20 minutes. Yeah, that makes You know, yeah. we can show more on the radio. We can listen to more on the radio if it's only 250 instead of 350. You know, that kind of thing. But now they don't make them do that anymore. They're just like, yeah, whatever you want. People will come and pay for it. They don't fucking care if they watch a three-hour movie. So that's just where I am. Come on, Christopher Nolan. <sighs> what order would you rank these things? Oh, uh, you know, I haven't watched the first one in years, so I really don't remember it. But I feel like it's probably got to be number one, right? Just because it kicked everything off. Yeah. And it's the most honest to the concept of who John Wick is. So I'd probably say one. Then I would say four. And then I would say two was kind of the we- the the weakest to me. I thought really, yeah, two. I feel like yeah. five, just set up three, but but three and four are pretty similar because it's just him going around doing the same thing. I just felt like four had more style to it. Four was better, and it was more yeah. entertaining. So I guess I would say one, four, three, and two. See, and I'm more of a one, four, two, three, or even a one, two, four, three. I just know three is my least favorite, yeah, even though they're all kind of good. Thank you. <laughs> For listening to our episode on John Wick Chapter Four, uh, did they ignored the stupid tagline? Right, Parabellum mm-hmm. was the only one that did this it. Is just chapter, chapter four, now. yeah. John Wick Four, the last chapter, because John Wick is clearly dead. Totally dead. God rest his soul. All right, all right, bye everyone. See ya. Bye.